For your next sci-fi addiction, you need to pick up the first books in the Spire novel series from author Peter F. Smith. The Spire brings to life a setting years after a viral apocalypse has decimated the world's population, leaving only a handful of families who were instrumental in the downfall of mankind as its new rulers. With mankind wiped out, these elites turn on one another with violent results. I enjoyed the incredible details put into the action scenes that rival any you could possibly see on the big screen and the thought put into the world building crafts possibilities that are endless. The second book, Apocalypse Dawn, allows you to dive further into this dystopia from a survivor's point of view and will grip you instantly. You can pre-order both books on Amazon for 99 cents until November 12th. So sign into your account now and pick up your copies of the next major sci-fi hit and always remember to geek out. Welcome for another episode of Hey Mitch. This week I am talking to another set of podcasters, podcasters from the League of Ordinary Gentlemen, Jesse and Thomas. Hey, Ooh. how's it going, people? Now, What's up, everybody? You're only two out of the six? Right, right. right. There mm-hmm. are six official gentlemen of the, the round table, but they all live in different cities, so uh, screw those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do nothing about it. Right. So... How how does that work for you guys having to do it uh, from different different cities? Like, what do you use? Essentially, use uh, uh, Skype or Hangout or? Well, um, at first, uh, the way it worked is that it didn't. It uh, didn't. Okay, <laughs> still doesn't sometimes. As you can tell by uh, our recent lost episodes. Um, it's kind of hard because I mean, uh, you know, we live here, and then Thomas and Keith. And uh, Crozen live up in Phoenix, and then Josue lives in Portland. So it's mainly like mobile platforms. So we use Discord a lot, uh, Messenger, and kind of just you know trying to figure out how to make it work with that. Basically, so mm-hmm. it switches up from time to time depending on what server is messing up and what you know is going well and what isn't. Okay, yeah. and it really every week it feels like it changes to which one uh, <laughs> feels like I'm working that. Week. Right, right. Uh, sometimes Discord will work, and then sometimes it just completely shuts down. Yeah, and then. Uh, when that happens, we switched over to Facebook. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we used Facebook Messenger one time. Yeah. And it actually picked up the audio quality a lot better than uh, That's Discord. surprising. I, I hadn't, we hadn't used the Facebook one yet. We've, we yeah. went from Hangout, we've done uh-huh. Skype one, and then we, we recently just started using Discord, which has seemed to be working the best. We haven't had any problems yet, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, a, uh, like an equipment thing, because there's one uh, app I came across called Zencaster. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to use Zencaster, and it works well if you have a laptop, but they don't have a mobile version of it. So, oh, really? Yeah, so some of us don't have laptops. We all have a mobile phone, so that's not pretty much how we get it to work. Okay. Yeah. So what is it that you guys usually talk about on your podcast? It depends. So uh, at first, we just started... Um the podcast with just throwing everything into one episode and we quickly realized that that wasn't going to work. So <laughs> pretty chaotic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also we, like a four hour episode, which nobody wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we started doing it is to breaking it up into three different parts. So the first part now consists of what we're watching and any like TV or movie news that we have. Uh, we pick like the top three, uh, that we consider to be the biggest news of the week. And then we each talk about the things that we've watched that week. We also go into di- – some of us have little segments. So for watching, I also go into the live-action anime adaption of the week that I have. Okay. <laughs> so Is there, there's enough material out there for that? So far, yes. Uh, <laughs> Surprisingly. But some of the movies I have to break up into halves because I, I can't. <laughs> have you ever watched this uh, – 
the Death Note Netflix adaption. I, I know of it. I've never watched it because I've never watched the anime well, either. Tell so. you that you don't have to watch it yeah. to know that it's pretty terrible. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. uh it's Dragon Ball Evolution levels uh That is the only <laughs> like anime to live action adaptation I've watched, and that's because I forced Andy to watch it <laughs> I remember that <laughs> off of our other podcast, our fantasy football that. podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah, no, uh it's it's quite bad. Uh so after we do the watching section, we jump into our video game section. Uh, you know, hit the video game news and what we're all playing. Uh, and then our final one is going to be what we're reading. So we talk about, you know, comics. We talk about manga, books, any any news like that as well. So live action animation, what is it that you've watched that is actually good? It's a very short list. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is quite the short list. Um, my favorite one is probably going to be uh, Rurouni Kenshin, which is uh, Samurai X as well. Uh he Kenshin was uh, Himura was the one with the long red hair, uh, cross shaped scar on his face. Really good anime that was based in the nineties, uh, and the live action adaptation was pretty recent. They've already made three of them, and they're going to be going into a fourth. Uh, if I had to pick one to recommend to you guys, uh, Samurai X Rurouni Kenshin is definitely the one that you would want to watch. You can find it on Funimation. Uh, their app has all three of the movies. Okay, there you go. That's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Oh, the Bleach one was also surprisingly good. Oh, okay. Now, mm. one that I I know of, once again, didn't watch the, the anime, but uh, I know it's kind of a big deal, is the Cowboy Bebop one coming out. Oh, uh, hopefully yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the cast. With though. John Cho? Yeah. yeah, John Cho I love. I pretty much love him in anything I've ever seen him in. Same. And uh, I love Cowboy Bebop, so hopefully they don't mess it up. <laughs> as long as you get the writing right, I think the rest mm-hmm. of the, the cast will bring it through. So they had to postpone filming because he injured himself on, on set. Right. You, right. How do you feel? Like a vertebrae injury, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty, pretty severe, bad. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty severe. I'm glad that they're not trying to really rush anything on top of that. I mean, I they're too. taking the time. Yeah. Um, they're they're giving him the time to recover, and mm-hmm. they're not really going to be like, well, this is all we got, so this is what we're going to put out. Right. Um uh, so as long as they stick to a formula, they're patient. Mm-hmm. I think they have the recipe for success if they pull it off right. They just yeah. need to stick to the source material, right? Uh, and you'll have some good results. And I feel like it's a good thing too, because a lot of studios are just like, "Oh, sorry, we're going to replace you and just rush you through with whatever they have." The fact that they're willing to wait to make sure they get it right, I feel like is a good sign because a lot of studios don't really do that. Um, I think you know you're taking the time. You have the, you know you have the right actor there. You know he's injured. You want to make sure you get the best performance possible. Yeah, wait. Good call. It's like, so, oh, here's Keanu Reeves. Right. Which I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to be okay with that. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, John Cho would probably be like, dang it. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, oh, man, Keanu Reeves can take my job. <laughs> Sitting there crying into his, I'm assuming, some type of body cast yeah. or something at this point. Uh, okay, so then w- going through all those different topics in the in the podcast, you know, what was it that made you settle on podcasting as, the, as your venue, as your, your medium? Well, actually, it started because uh, I was bored. Okay. Uh, so we were at we work, were, and yeah. uh, me and Jesse were talking about we were giving each other a lot of deep tissue back rubs, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds was, about right. It was lunch break, you know, so okay. you know, we get into it. You got to decompress. Yeah, exactly. So basically, we were talking about just like, we basically do this anyway. We just talk amongst each other about the stuff we love, and uh, we're like, dude, why don't we just do this as a podcast? Um, we'll get a bunch of people together we know like are passionate about a certain topic. So like, you know, I'm into movies and TV and stuff like that. And that's kind of my avenue. Uh, we know that uh, Josue and, uh, you know, Keith are really into comics and reading mm-hmm. and stuff like So that was kind of their thing. Uh, we know that, you know, Thomas and Crozen were super into gaming. So it kind of just happened naturally. It's like we already had these people that were talking about what they loved anyway. Why don't we just combine it and make it into a podcast mm-hmm. and hopefully make it as entertaining. I think we're, you know, we have a good banter amongst one another. And I think mm-hmm. we're stupid enough to, you know not be self-conscious about how dumb we actually are. So. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as you know, uh, Thomas and myself started the League of Ordinary Gentlemen uh, mm-hmm. a while back now, quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years now, I think. Uh, and I mean, it's basically just all the stuff that we would post. Like, here's all the cool stuff that's coming out and we want to talk about it. And then we would get a couple comments here and there and we would, you know, chit-chat with our friends. But we started going into, uh, when I brought it up to Thomas, it was one of those things where what if we started doing you know more reviews or talking about it a little bit more with some people who are really in the know about this uh, more. So we started gathering some uh, like-minded people. So that's how we got Tom. Uh, then we picked up Josue and picked up Crozen, picked up Keith. Uh, I put them all into a Facebook chat and I was like, hey guys, what do you guys think about you know putting a group together 
and we start doing little reviews. Like, we'll start writing up some stuff. And everyone's like, yeah. And then that just kind of spiraled. And then we went to, what if we just make the podcast and go with that? And here we are. <laughs> it all happened kind of really fast. Yeah. I think within like four days, it went from concept to like, okay, recording tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, And then we recorded an episode on Wednesday. No, Thursday. Yeah. We recorded an episode on Thursday. And then... Immediately realized that none of that recorded. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hence we had to pick up the uh, technology part of it. And so we're like, okay, well, that's episode zero. We just, you know, kind of work out the kinks. And so we started working out. And then when we first started, we, there was no structure, like no breakdown. It was just, okay, let's everybody talk about what they like. And the episode, the first episode I think we put it was like three and a half hours long or something. It was, like, yeah. No cuts, no breakdowns, no <laughs> real structure, which we thought was great because, hey, we did a podcast. It's fantastic. But then we slowly started realizing, okay, this is this is chaos. We need to, <laughs> we need to rein ourselves in. Cause all of us can just talk about hours about whatever we're you know passionate about. And we all have personality. So I think there's a lot of times where we're just kind of feeding off each other and we'll go off on a tangent. And next thing you know, it's 30 minutes and we started talking about comic books and all of a sudden we're, you know, talked about midgets for like the last 30 minutes. You know? <laughs> so then we're like, okay, well it's structured at least so that way we at least ha- can rein ourselves in and then make it more palatable for people to be able to download. Cause I know about you, but I have a lot of podcasts I listen to. And a three-hour podcast is like, all right, this is a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't do. I don't have three hours of time to do, you know devote to one episode of anything. You know. Yeah, I think my so. only experience with podcasts before was like IGN and then you guys. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you don't come across too many three-hour podcasts. Right, right. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we need to break this up. So then we kind of categorize you know, what are we three the three major things we talk about, and you know, it's kind of a no-brainer at that point. And then like, okay, so we when we record, we do it all in one take. So. It'll be a three-hour reporting process, but then we break it down to like the one-hour episodes of each. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So then do you keep a schedule for uh, releasing? We try to as much as we can. Um, A lot of times with the technical difficulties you run into, we want to record on Thursday nights, have the uh, episode for watching out on Friday, uh, games on Saturday, and the reading on Sunday. It's generally what we try to do, so it's been like that for a while, but... Occasionally, like especially these last like three or four weeks, we keep running into you know personal issues that'll keep us away from the podcast or technical issues where you know we'll record, but then somebody's audio is messed up. So mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, so that's what we're running to. But uh, as long as it goes away, it's supposed and that's supposed you know supposed to be the schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons we got so many people uh, to be in this show in the first place. Was uh, you know we got the gents of the roundtable. As a six-person concept, in case some people had to be gone, we could still continue on and push on and record. Uh, and for the most part, I mean, it works out really well. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's what we're going to continue to try to do with some improvements to the technology coming really soon. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> tax season. Uh, and <laughs> right. uh, we'll go from there. So uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen, any future plans to enter any women? We would like to. That's, that's one of the problems we had at first because at first we didn't think about it. And then we're like, no, we – well, gentlemen, we don't want to be exclusive to anybody, you know, like uh, we actually just had our one of our uh, features here, um, Keith, one of Keith's best friends by the name of Liz. She was on there and she, you know, excellent, uh, you know, authority on uh, comics and literature and things like that. So we had her on the podcast. We want to we try to think of another phrase to where gentlemen can include, you know, women and men, obviously, and everybody else, because the last thing we want to do is exclude anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's one of the problems a lot with geek culture is you have people that, you know, a lot of times people get into their camps. And then they're just like, okay, well, this is what this is, and nobody else can come into this. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think mm-hmm. yes. if you're passionate about anything, come on. You know, the more people we have discussing and talking about what they like, the broader you know ideas we'll be able to you know to, to hear. And like, you know, I, I would love to have more women more women incorporated into like not only our podcast, but like just everything in general. And know? I think a lot of it with uh, especially with the page at first as well is mm-hmm. we had a a few women that were really interested in helping us out and jumping in, and we automatically just brought them into the family as well. Like uh, Gabby uh, was one of them. She became an honorary gentleman and she was all about that as well. Posted it all over. I'm an ordinary gentleman. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're always very welcoming. We, we love, you know, all our friends and family mm-hmm. and, uh, we try to have the league of ordinary gentlemen, the, the site as well as something that's welcoming to people of all ages, uh, somewhere where all nerds can come hang out and just kind of have a good time. Now, uh, yeah, like you were speaking to Thomas earlier, mm-hmm. the geek culture, there's lots of gatekeepers, so to right, speak. And, right, and Like you're not a real gamer unless you X, or you're not a real comic book fan unless you X, Y, and Z, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think that's a toxic, you know, 
thought pattern to have. Yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely know? Right. wrong mentality for, right, for right. this type of community. It keeps people away that may be interested in your particular you know, uh, genre of fandom, you know what I'm saying? By having that type of attitude, you're alienating them exclusively at the top. You know, because I mean, everybody started somewhere. Like, I don't think yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't, I consider myself a gamer, but I don't get to play very much. So if I'm just playing mobile games, that doesn't necessarily negate me from being a real school gamer because I'm not playing PC games. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. And, and that's kind of what we try to shy away from. Like, anybody has an opinion, we try to make sure that, you know, it's, it's heard and that, you know, we want to make sure that as many people can dig on what we're doing as possible. And the last thing we try to do is alienate anybody or mm-hmm. negate or say, hey, you know, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about things that we may not be fans of. And one of the things we try to do is like, hey, I don't like it, but it's great that people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last thing I want to do is talk about a movie and be like, oh, it's the worst movie. Anybody who likes this movie is an idiot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we don't want to do that. So, And I mean, it's been working uh, recently. The community's definitely grown mm-hmm. quite a bit. Especially this last year, we, we more than doubled the people that were, you know, liking the page. And on top of that, the people that were in the community sharing as well. Uh, it used to be just me and and Thomas that were just posting things here and there. And it's like, hey, guys, look at all this stuff. And it's nothing, just me, Thomas, me, Thomas, me, Thomas. And then now you actually have a lot of people that are sharing things that they like on the page. You know, there's a lot of Baby Yoda stuff out there right now. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so much Baby Yoda. It's all over my feet. It went from a, a lady yelling at a cat to Baby Yoda everywhere. Right? Yeah. Crows right? <laughs> said it best where uh, Baby Yoda is the 2019 Pickle Rick now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that sounds about so right. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what's happening, but but people are sharing, and that's we encourage that. As long as you're not making it a toxic environment, and it's uh, something that people of all ages can really see. Because I mean, I also have there's kids on our on our community as well, so we we try to make sure that it's not something that's gonna offend anyone really, uh, or really turn anyone away, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, then one of your segments you brought up is what you, what what are you watching? So mm-hmm. I think everybody's watching uh, Disney Plus right now. What, oh yeah. Would you guys mm-hmm. would you guys dive into first? The very first thing was Mandalorian. Yeah, for Mandalorian me, so. hands down. Like I'm a Star Wars geek, so anything Star Wars I'm all about. And I've not been disappointed. Have you have you watched it there? Uh, yes. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, I'll t- I'll say this. I like the show. I yeah. think the show is is interesting. I like it for it more for its uh, Western aspects so than the Star Wars. So do I. Uh, the only problem I have had with it, mm-hmm. and I said it on our show because uh, the Geeks Watch, we we it's uh, one of the shows that we're talking about every uh-huh. week. Right. Um, is that it falls into the same problem that the new trilogy falls into for mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Is that it relies too much on nostalgia? It's mm-hmm. like, hey. The very first scene is this scene in a cantina that very reminiscent of the <laughs> right. cantina scene from uh, from A New Hope, and mm-hmm. it was just missing the music. Yeah, it's yeah a, pretty it, much. And instead of Obi Wan cutting the dude's hands off, mm-hmm. and he beats the crap out of three guys, <laughs> chops a dude in half. Right. Right. So, like to me, it's that that's the problem is that mm-hmm. it just relies too much on nostalgia. When I feel like there's so much more story out there that they can exactly. they don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I love the fact that it's a Star Wars Western, mm-hmm. which I think is a great tone to take for a Mandalorian story. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a lot of things, like, I think I like a lot more of it than I don't like. Um, one of the things we were kind of talking about, too, thinking back to the uh, the uh, nostalgia part, is I think we're all convinced it's on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. But they haven't actually come out and yeah, said, it, said it, but <laughs> what other planet has Jawas and is a dead, you know. So, <laughs> so I think that's another thing. A lot of undercurrent of nostalgia, which is great, but at the same time, like, I think enough people know Star Wars. You don't need to rely on that. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, but so uh, so after you mm-hmm. you you watched the first episode of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. did you did you dive into something oh, old yeah. or did you go with one I of the went new movies? Right into Gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Gargoyles since they took it off the air, and like that was it for me. I just watched, sat there, watched Gargoyles, watched Darkwing Duck. Um, I've been watching Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I and I've just for- started Darkwing Duck as well. Yeah, I forgot how cheesy it was, <laughs> but I you didn't. know it's the but greatest. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but like I watch it. Uh, that um, I try to get my son into like a couple other things. So like I try to get him to watch Gargoyles. He wasn't really into it. He's into everything Pixar. So then obviously watched all the Pixar movies. Oh, the and I haven't watched and the shorts yet. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah he just into anything Pixar. So we've been watching a lot of that. Um, 
The other thing is I haven't dove into the uh, deleted scenes of for like the Marvel stuff. Oh yeah, like yeah. I love that that's an option on the streaming right. that you can do special features and mm-hmm. there are deleted scenes that are on in game that weren't on the in game Blu-ray. Yeah, and that there are other deleted scenes on the big Infinity War or Infi- Infinity Saga. Yeah, box box set. set. Right. It's like I mean that kind of pisses me off that I have to buy it three <laughs> different times to see all the scenes, but <laughs> right. that is still kind of cool. I just yeah. want to get the recap by by that one guy. By Louis. Just get the whole Louis. <laughs> yeah, right. Just want him to do the whole recap. So when you buy it, I'm gonna come over and watch it because <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna drop six hundred dollars on that yeah, right now. That's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. That's uh, yeah. Uh, the th- I think the other things that I jumped into is right, I wanted to try to look. Uh, for you know, specific shows, like I got the Mighty Ducks show. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, wow! The show, so yeah, they have yeah, the yeah. cartoon on there, the one where they're all like heroes and, and stuff. hockey players and hockey yeah. players yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're ducks <laughs> and they're underneath the ice at Anaheim Stadium. Yes. Right. Anaheim so if you're wondering, players. yes, it is on there. <laughs> you just have to do a little, you know, search for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that, and I was watching it with my kids. We were watching Darkwing Duck. We just started that one. Uh, I want to say Sunday. Okay. Um, we were watching. Uh, Quack Pack. Quack Pack. Mm. I love Quack Pack. Quack Pack. The, that theme song, like at the beginning, man, it gets me. And then we lived in a little Chippendale. Uh, and then I added to the queue. I have the X Men on there. I have Spider Man on there. Uh, I want, I'm I'm not ready to marathon all of these, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, are you excited about the Marvel TV shows them that they're going to be having? I am. There? I am. I actually started watching that thing. You see the the uh, was it Hero Project? Is that what they call it? On yeah, the, the one with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that. That was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little choked up on a few of them. Yeah. Um, I only saw the first two. I haven't seen the newest one yet, though. Um, also watch the uh, Life According to Jeff Goldblum. I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but how can it not be great? It's, it's so fantastic. <laughs> like Keith explained the best words, how it's made with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. You know? uh, it's so good. I watch and he just fantastically awkward in everything he does. Mm-hmm. He and, goes to sneaker con. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine Jeff Goldblum at a sneaker con, like just marveling over people paying $35,000 for a shoe. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, did, did did he did he autograph anybody's sneakers? They actually had a, a custom sneaker made for him. Yeah. So he went to this you know sneaker artist and they made him his own custom pair and it's actually a really cool looking pair of shoes. <laughs> There's one really funny part though where he goes to the Adidas uh, you know uh, factory or headquarters whatever you call it and uh, they're trying to get him to go through the tests they used to make like custom shoes for people and there's one where they have like a, a weight plate where you run across and it like kind of measures you know the amount of weight you put on your on, on your, your feet when you run where you the, actually on the, step and the, everything the heel yeah. or the ball mm-hmm. or yeah 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 so then they try to do it and they couldn't get it to work because Jeff Goldblum doesn't run like a normal human being of course he doesn't <laughs> so he, he's like this weird little T kind of like prance he does across it and they couldn't <laughs> measure his, his his foot pressure and I just thought that's about it's the most Jeff Goldblum thing I've ever seen I mean just the man was a fly. So. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> understandable. Right. Uh, I haven't started up Gargoyles yet because mm-hmm. with Darkwing Duck, I can I can be editing or I can be writing right. something it's a good and background show. have it on the background. Mm-hmm. Gar- Gargoyles, I want to be like invested. I want to sit there and watch it because I haven't watched it. Just like you, I haven't watched yeah. it since, since I was a kid, since yeah. it was on air. And I also heard... Or I read that uh, it's the "quote unquote" uncensored version that's on uh, the Disney Plus. It's the oh okay. So there are stuff that they had changed mm. when they first aired them on uh, Disney Afternoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it came out on Saturday mornings. Right. Like I guess one of the big changes was uh, the episode where Broadway accidentally shoots uh, Detective Elisa Maza. Mm. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers yeah. for a twenty-year-old show. <laughs> right, right. But uh, in in the uncensored version, he is like helping her. He he has blood. He brings up his hands, and there's blood on his hands. Ah, okay. In the censored version, there was no blood on his okay. hands. Okay, yeah. So that I, I I find something stuff like that interesting. What would yeah. what's what is it that they could possibly? I mean, there's not going to be any curse words or anything like that <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet, right. I mean, there was cursing in the Transformers the movie, right? right. The animated right. movie. So I was like, man, you never you never know. Yeah, he's a shit. I was like, can I cuss on the podcast? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You go right. Ahead. I'm trying really hard not to cuss. On we cuss a lot on our podcast. Oh, I, <laughs> we try not to, but we yeah. that went out the window. Yeah, like, episode three. It's harder to censor yourself than to just to say it and just keep moving. You know, right, right. Part totally. of your vernacular, yeah. you just say it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so but what about the MCU shows, the ones that are announced that are going to be oh, coming yeah. out? Yeah, no, I'm oh, super man. stoked. Uh, we Can't got wait. What If and everything. What uh, If uh, Loki, Loki, the Scarlet Witch, yep. Winter Soldier, Falcon, mm-hmm. Winter Falcon, Hawkeye, She-Hulk. Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. <laughs> Which, that one Moon cracked Knight, me up because everyone was like, oh, "Why do you guys have to make up Hulks now?" I was like, she's, <laughs> she's, she's been around she's for a while, guys. <laughs> we want to make a push to have Gina Carano uh, play the She-Hulk. Yes, <laughs> I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's super hot. She's a badass. She's a badass. And yeah. she's already in the family. She's going to be in The Mandalorian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She already works with Disney, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, I can see it. I mean, her acting has gotten better the more movies she's granted, done. Granted, yeah. Haywire was rough. Haywire was rough. Yeah. Uh, in the Blood was rough. Mm, right. I didn't watch either one of those. In the Blood is. I thought In the Blood was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The action in both of them were phenomenal. Oh yeah. Haywire She's, is great. Yeah. St- Steven Soderbergh. You yeah. Should definitely give it a try. Exactly. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not willing to. I haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that. I don't know. I mean, the, the luring part. If they do the luring part of Jennifer Walters, right? It might be a little bit more strenuous. Mm-hmm. So we could see. Yeah. Definitely. I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked for all the shows that are coming out. I mean, I'm going to give them all a shot. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Uh, So, okay. What is it that you're looking forward to uh, movie-wise? Movie-wise? With Disney Plus or in general? In general. Mm. I mean, you got got the Oscar season. We're in the thick of it right now. We just had Ford versus Ferrari. Uh You have uh, uh, Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything coming up? Oh, Star Wars I'm, is going to be Star less Wars than a month. Be, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just granted I'm going to see it. So that's just like one of the things I already like take for granted that I'm going to like anyway. Even if it's bad, like I'm still going <laughs> to like it. Um, I know for me, I'm a huge horror fanatic. Okay. So I have not seen Doctor Sleep yet. And I really want to see either. it because yeah. Yeah, cause the... Uh, uh, it's out of theaters here in Yuma now, by the way. It it's, is? it's not there anymore? Nope. Uh, oh, it was there on Thursday. Right. It was there last week when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> it did do poorly. It uh, did, yeah. Yeah. yeah and Charlie's Angels, I think, uh, removed, had it removed from the theater now, so... Yeah, well, that's doing poorly, too, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> Thank in the theater too long. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because <laughs> we all knew we knew another Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah. That was, that's what the people were asking for. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I really wanted to see Dr. Sleep. Apparently, we're going to have to wait till it comes on VOD now. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Let me see. What else? I'm excited for Ghostbusters with uh, all the OG cast coming back. That would be good. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That's not going to be till. That's going to be next year, right? 2020. Yeah, no. And now we got Paul Rudd in it, too. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's one that I'm really looking forward to coming out next year. Um, God, there's there's a like, lot of stuff, man. Can we feel the Eternals? Um, Eternals? Yeah. So what do you... You know about comic books. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know about the Eternals? Like, I read comic books uh-huh. but i don't even get that deep see jack kirby was one of my favorite artists like of all time <laughs> so he made the eternals i watch, you know i didn't read them all just because like you know it's hard for me to come across them living here in yuma yeah um but you know kind of uh, a mixture of uh, greek mythology meets you know mcu so um a lot of these characters are based on roman and greek gods and it was kind of like the first original race before they started breaking down the uh, celestials and the the deviants and things like that so i won't get too much into it but I'm excited because I have a fictional relationship with Selma Hike in my head. <laughs> so I'm convinced that, you know, she's just waiting for me to go see her movies so that we can get back together and quit playing this game or whatever. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think it's great. I'm excited about the cast. Camille Nanjiani is one of my favorite comedians, and I can't see him doing any wrong with any role he does. Um, so I think that's going to be great. I mean, it's also nice that I like the fact that we're getting something like the Eternals. Okay. Because it's something that, you know, not everybody's going to hear about. It's not, you know, mainstream. It's not Spider-Man. Not that the Spider-Man movies are bad. They're freaking fantastic. But I like, you know, non, you know, mainstream characters and stories. Like Guardians of the Galaxy were fantastic. If you, you know, 20 years ago when you were reading books, nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy no. were. And you said who Rocky Raccoon was. And it was like, who the hell is that? And then <laughs> five explain. years ago, no one knew who yeah, the Guardians exactly. of the Galaxy was. No. If I had explained to you that it was a talking raccoon that loved guns, you'd be like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just glad that we're getting things like, you know, the Eternals and things like that in here because I think it's, it's great for the universe they're building. And I just like the fact that it's not something you would get if it was up to a normal studio, you know? Like you're not going to have a normal exec that, you know, I mean, like, they kind of have carte blanche. At, like, yeah, we're gonna. Disney's like, well, what do you want to do next? And yeah. Kevin Feige's like, well, there's this thing called the Eternals. Yeah, we're gonna try and do that. <laughs> yeah. Sure, here's the check. Yeah, exactly. Because you're guaranteed to make a billion dollars, pretty much with every Marvel movie. At yeah, this point. yeah. So we're like, oh, here's you know, hundred million dollars to make it, and then we'll just make ten times that back. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. So they pretty much have you know a blank check they can write for any movie they want, which I like. 
And then also I think it's a bit dangerous because eventually one of them is going to flop. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of them is going to flop. Yeah, yeah. So whichever one flops, that'll be the one that everybody says ruined the MCU and, you know, basically how they make movies at that point. So I just wanted <laughs> to see which one that is. I think, I mean, I think it's interesting because, mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I love the MCU, I love I, yeah, uh, so all, I, just about all of them, uh-huh. and, but you can see the formula. You can see the formula when they're making their movies, Oh yeah, what it's going to be. So at this point, does Kevin Feige say, let's, let's go ahead and, and stray away from the formula a little bit, mm-hmm. see, what, so, see what else we can do. Right. Uh, and I, I really feel like Eternals is it, because I mean- I hope so. It's Norse, I mean, the first one, Thor is Norse yeah. gods. Right. Jack Kirby makes that. Mm-hmm. He goes over to DC, mm-hmm. makes the new gods, which is kind of the same thing again. Yeah. Then he goes back over to Marvel and makes Eternals. Mm-hmm. Like, how, where is it that's, how is it going to be different from- uh, one Thor that we've already seen, and right. then two Ava DuVernay's mm-hmm. uh, new gods that they're making over at DC, right? And then this, and then now Eternal. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm you curious. have to. I'm hoping they do because I mean, obviously it's a comic book movie. Comic books, by their definition, are formulaic, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm hoping that at one point that they're like, you know, what, let's just try something different. If it fails, it fails. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, they're pretty much guaranteed to. If it does fail, worst case scenario, it's the worst movie ever. Nobody goes and sees it. You have. 30 other movies that were fantastic successes. Yeah. You know, exactly. and the next 30 are probably gonna be the same, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm hoping they do it. I mean, how many of the MC movies make it over a billion now? I think they've made their money back in or have yeah. a little bit to, to, right. to play with. I think they're doing okay. I mean, what is Disney's like? doing okay. Yeah. I was really worried survive. about them for a minute, you know? It's like, man, is Disney gonna be able to pull out, you know, with all these? <laughs> now they own every IP? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. they, made, they made Lone Ranger and John Carter and those both bombed in the yeah. theater so they it didn't, didn't didn't even bat an eye yeah it didn't uh, bat an eye <laughs> john carter was great <laughs> i wouldn't say it was great but yeah. it definitely doesn't deserve the bashing that he got and yeah same with lone ranger i liked the lone ranger i thought it was okay i didn't watch it until way later but i enjoyed it yeah i can see the main concern with uh you know uh, johnny depp playing a native american again yeah no yeah. that obviously that's bad yeah obviously <laughs> I mean, that's probably a bad call but i like er, what was it, early Ar- what's his name army uh, hammer army hammer there you go yeah he was in a movie called wounds it's on hulu it's great if you had a chance to see it i did see it I, it's part of my 365 and oh, it was man, so it good. was it was it's so out there like yeah usually those type of movies i'm like i'm not in like uh-huh. I'm, I'm i totally check out by watching but that one was so interesting yeah that i was just like this is Really intriguing. Yeah, I liked his role. As he beats his role, I liked yeah. everything about it. I just like I couldn't predict what was going to happen. No, in any part of really the could not. Yeah, <laughs> which is rare. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I like. I like he's great. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah one worked. time supposed to be Batman. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so well, speaking of which, I'm also looking forward to that new Batman. Yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. Matt Reeves Batman with Robert, with Robert Pattinson? Pattinson, right? I think Andy he's going to pull it off. Alfred? Yeah, Andy Serkis as, as Alfred is is both inspiring, yeah. and confusing to I me. It's like it's either going to be the best thing in the world or a great mishap. <laughs> and either way, I want to see. It. I feel the same way about Robert Pattinson, though. I mean, that dude's got some range. I got faith in Pattinson. Actually. I think he's going to do great. Yeah. And like I, I, I've been watching a couple things with him, and I've I've actually been really enjoying his stuff lately. See, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, when the that first got announced, I was also one of the people that was like, ah, I don't like this. I don't like the idea of this. Mm-hmm. And then people said, you know, agree. what else do you need? What what else have you watched other than his Twilight movies? And right. I was like, honestly, I only saw the one Twilight movie, and mm-hmm. I and I saw him in in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I never saw any of this stuff. Yeah, I keep forgetting he's in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dies right away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, um, so I, part of my three sixty five, I just started trying to watch a lot of his other movies uh-huh. and. Don't get me wrong. He he does a good enough job. Mm-hmm. I just don't... And, and I'm fine with him being Batman at this point. Like, right. To me, it's... Whoever you're going to get is going gonna, is gonna to do their own version of Batman, mm-hmm. right? Right. But uh, I just don't see it where people are like, oh, no, you watch this movie and you'll see mm-hmm. Batman in there. I'm like, I don't see it. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Batman, but I can see no. his range. You can see right. his range. That's fine. Because yeah. I, I, I've watched High Life now. I've watched uh, High Life was Good Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch Rover, I think it was called? I haven't the watched Rover, Rover I haven't yet. Rover. I haven't watched Cosmopolis yet. Yeah. I would highly recommend watching uh, the, the Rover. Uh-huh. Uh, which yeah. is, oh, it's on Netflix, I think, last time I checked. Great movie. Uh, there's one on Netflix right now as well called King. Yeah, and he's I heard about that, well. yeah. Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward for a lot of the other actors at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell's Penguin, mm-hmm. um, Andy Serkis as, as Alfred. Yep. Uh, 
it's just it's going to be it's going to be something interesting. Yeah. As many characters as they say they're throwing in, mm-hmm. it's got to be something like Long Halloween. That's why I heard that it's going to be following the Long Halloween yeah. kind of format, mm-hmm. which makes sense. John Turturro was just announced yeah. as yeah. Carmen, Carmen, Carmen Farcone. Farcone. Yeah. They had uh, Zoe um, Kravitz as the Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like, oh, I like every one they've announced yeah. so far. It's a very interesting cast. I'm yeah. just glad that Jonah Hill didn't get cast. <laughs> so I am, am not I. a Jonah Hill fan. I like him in one aspect. If you play Jonah Hill as Jonah Hill, then I like it. <laughs> Jonah Hill is anything else I, I'm just upset by. <laughs> so super bad, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with Jonah Hill playing Jonah Hill in Superbad. And Jonah Hill playing himself in This is the End. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah other than that, like, I don't really like him in any other Jonah Hill uh, performances. <laughs> Too much Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was never a, a Wolf of Wall Street fan either, so I... Just, I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of uh, them making heroes out of criminals. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that. I, yeah. didn't, I really didn't get like. It just shows more of like every, every. I don't get me wrong. I don't know much about the stock stock market. Oh, great! But everything I've ever seen <laughs> is that only the cheaters are the ones that <laughs> do well. Exactly. So why is it that we still have this thing? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's just a whole American idea that success equals money. Yeah, and like that anybody rich, could be yeah become a billionaire. Right. Right. Which is a total lie. It is. It really is. Not everybody can become a billionaire. And yeah, that's there's the really bad criminals out there. Yeah. yeah. And they're all billionaires. It, a lot <laughs> that's, of that's not what I meant. I mean, they're just bad at the being a criminal. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then another segment of your show is what, what you're reading. What, what is it that you guys are reading? Uh, whenever I talk about that, it's uh, manga for me mostly. I read a lot of manga. Uh, surprise. <laughs> I'm uh, getting a theme over <laughs> here. I mean, uh, all the other guys do a really good job of handling the comics and stuff. So normally I go in and I handle the manga uh, section of it. Uh, I've also been reading a, a few different books. Uh, like uh, I'm reading a lot of Aragon right now, um, which I never actually read before. I had just watched the movie, and I don't remember a single thing about the movie. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I re- I always heard that it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Well, the but, book is great. Well, and, and the, the, the thing about the book was that it's written by a kid, right? The first one was written by a kid? Sure, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like like a really young so. kid, like eight years yeah. old or something like that, when he, first, when he wrote that first book. Well, the book was fantastic, well, there so you good go. job, kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I read a lot of manga um, when it comes to, like I read My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. uh, Attack on Titan, which is about to end, um, and then... I finished Bleach not too long ago. Then, of course, the Naruto's, Boruto's, everything like that. So, a uh, little bit from here and a little bit from there, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then, you, what is it that attracts you to these manga stories? Um, honestly, I'm not really 100% sure. So, they have a, so many different genres, and I read so many of them that it all just kind of accumulated. Like, um, My Hero Academia... It's super popular right now. I assume you know at least a little bit about it, where it's basically a school where they are raising superheroes. Uh, and the manga has a spinoff called Vigilantes, which, all right, yeah, you know about these guys that are all accepted into the schools and they're training to become heroes. What happens to everybody else that has powers but don't get accepted into these schools? And Vigilantes is based off of my hero. It has some of the characters, but it's all about, well, they didn't really go to the superhero school, but they're doing this illegally but still being a hero kind of thing so th- there's that and then um so wait in the my hero academia world i i know of it and i've watched like i think the first three episodes um everybody that's in the schools has a superpower right right are there no Batmans in this world or Green Arrows? People who just are incredibly skilled? That's where this vigilante thing kind So of these people was. don't have yeah. powers. So there are some people that don't have powers. Uh, and Vigilantes actually has one where one of the main characters, uh, an old man who just beats the crap out of people, has no actual power. Uh, he's just really strong and beats up people. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? An yeah. old man's just yeah. beating on right. you. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's an interesting aspect of the of the the idea. I mean, when you're, I what was I I don't remember the exact number, but it wasn't like uh, a certain percentage of the world's population ends up getting some type of power or something like that. Yeah, and and that one, I think it's. I know it was like above 80% of people end up getting like powers. Yeah, and not all of them are good enough to be a superhero type power. (laughs) Yeah, some of them are literally like, I can grow my nails like an inch. (laughs) (laughs) At will. 
I mean, but I can only do it once a day. Helps so. when you need to open that Coke can, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there, there's just so many different things uh, with that, um, and it's it's been a great manga. And right now, it's it's in the middle of season four, I want to say, and it's it's getting intense. Like they they started getting like a lot more fatalities in the show. Uh, and then I got to say, for those of you that are watching, it's about to get even more intense on top of that. So, uh, there's some tearjerker episodes, uh, that are coming up. Hmm. Um, there's another really good one too. Uh, there's, they've been doing a lot of genres in manga and anime lately where people get sucked into like an RPG type thing or into like a video game world or something like that. A really good one is a uh, shield hero. Uh, so if you're ever looking for one that you kind of want to check out, uh, I think this one might be one that you actually like, Mitch, is uh, this guy gets sucked into this RPG world and four different heroes got summoned into the world. Each one of them control uh, one of the main weapons. So one of them can use a lance or, or a spear. Uh, the other one can use a sword. One of them can use a bow. And one of them gets stuck only being able to use nothing but shields. So all he can do to fight enemies and defend himself is use a shield. Uh, and he's just really looked down upon, and apparently like he, they don't know about Captain America. They man. don't. They don't. <laughs> uh, but he gets a, like it gets dark really fast. Like he gets accused of rape, uh, and all these people are trying to like execute him and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but the only way to save this world is if they you know actually try to band together and fight against this crazy evil chaos that's going on. But yeah, it's really dark and it's it's actually really good. It's one that I would recommend as well. Okay, so, I mean, would would you say that's your favorite, or do you have a favorite manga at this? Oh, moment? come on, man! I, I still love One Punch Man. That's that's my heart <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, they're already approved to season three. They're working on season three. Nice. The manga's still great. Um, they just got to give the manga a little bit more time to you know get some more chapters in. Uh, so if you're a One Punch fan, like it just keeps getting better and better. It's one that I've always enjoyed. He's still extremely overpowered. You don't know what his limit is. So that's great. Let's keep that going. (laughs) But Shield Hero is definitely up there. Uh, Another one that is an up-and-comer is uh, Dr. Stone. Uh, Everything in the world basically got petrified in stone, and they were frozen for about 3,000 years. So now all technology is obsolete, so they're kind of rebuilding the world, and it's... it sounds boring, but I swear it's really good. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what about you? What do you speak about when you when you get to that segment? Um, whenever I get to the chance to get the segment, it's basically novels and comics. Um, it's actually one of the segments I don't get to do a lot just because I have like because I make comic books. So a lot of my time is spent making the comics, and then I don't get a lot of time to read on top of them. Plus, I'm like a single dad and all that, so that you know takes up a lot of my time. Um, so whenever I get a chance to read, it's usually like a book that I'm able to pick up here and there. So like most recently I picked up, uh, I reread a book that I hadn't read in years called House of Leaves. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. So House of Leaves is insane. The basic premise of it is, uh, this guy buys a house and brings his family in. And then one day he's like, you know, working on the house and finds out that the house is larger on the inside than it is on the outside. So it's kind of a story of him slowly going mad, trying to figure out why his house keeps growing inside, like as far as dimensions go, but the outside of the house remains the same. So it ends up being like this alternate universe that opens up in his home, and it created a genre called superfiction, where the parts of the book are, you know, you'll be reading, and all of a sudden, all the characters are written backwards, and they have to read that part in like a mirror. Or you'll read in the character, instead of going in a straight line, start to form a spiral pattern, and you have to somehow decipher what he's saying with that, or it'll just switch languages in the middle of a page from like English to Portuguese. You have to somehow figure out that that language is Portuguese, <laughs> what that translates to. So it's pretty insane, but uh, you know, it's a book that I read a while back that I reread that, you know, I liked, um, as far as comics go, I, fortunately we don't have uh, very much of a comic book selection here as far as places I can buy it from. So a lot of my stuff has to be bought digitally. Um, so I recently got into and love a series called Rat Queens. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. So Rat Queens is awesome. It's a basically a medieval sword and shield kind of book. And the premise is four women that form an adventure group that basically if, uh, you know, just picture Motley Crue as all women and all, you know, fighting monsters and talking shit. So it's, it's freaking amazing. So it's hilarious. Um, you have like a sorceress, uh, kind of a, you know, halfling character. Uh, a knight who happens to be a dwarf and then a another like warlock who is like a priestess for this uh kind of um i can't remember the name of it but it's like this octopus god that lives in the sky or something so it's just then basically going on adventures and like you know 
getting ass and you know things. it's pretty that part of it is pretty crude but it's hilarious so you know if you ever get a chance to read it uh rat queens uh it's by image oh it so, is okay yeah so i was gonna ask was it an indie publication or is yeah it... i mean it's image so it's not super indie but but indie it's still create your own yeah so exactly that's so that's that's awesome and uh so like that one um i read a, read a lot of uh graphic novels a lot so a lot of one-off stuff like i just read one uh called cursed pirate girl okay i can't remember the author so i'm Sorry about the author if you ever hear this, but um, basically just like a book that is about a magic pirate girl that goes on on adventures. And the reason I, I read it is because the artwork is amazing. So it's all like um, inking, like most shading, but it's all like hash marks. So it's an insane amount of work just in this one page where you have like one panel and, you know, it must took this guy like a year to do this one page, but it's like a 300 page book. So the artwork's amazing. And like the story is, you know, she goes on magical pirate adventures. Not really my vein as far as like work goes, but like the art was what saved the book for me. So it's amazing. Um, trying to think if there's any other recent comics I've been able to read, but that's pretty much it. Like if I ever get a chance, I'll be able to read a chapter of the book I'm into and then, you know, have to attend to my kid or something like that, or, <laughs> you know, work on the book I'm working on. And then, you know, that kind of is one thing that kind of falls by the wayside as my reading. But luckily the other people involved are super, super knowledgeable and, uh, you know, every every week it's like a mm-hmm. hour and a half episode with just two people going back and forth about what they read in comics. Yeah. Week, so our two comic bu- uh, gurus were uh, Keith and Josue, mm-hmm. but recently uh, Thomas has also uh, really started to beef up his comic yeah, book man. collection as well. Yeah. So he's he's doing uh, some great reads, and I think he was he was reading a lot of Venom. Uh, so I mean, he's up there in Phoenix collecting all these good comics, mm-hmm. and uh, he's bringing some great content to the show as well. Also, read fables. We uh, read talk fables, about fables yeah. every episode. I don't That's know if you ever read the fables uh, series, but uh, back when it first started, yeah. yeah, yeah. So every episode, we try to give a shout out to fables, just so that way. Mm-hmm. It's uh, almost become kind of like a catchphrase where yeah. we'll have random people come up to us and say, "Read fables." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, you brought it up. Your your book. What what's your your comic book about? So uh, I make a book called The Lumberjack Nun, and the basic premise is uh, none with an axe fights monsters. So, Sounds great. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise ends up being um, it's only on issue three right now. So I have the first you know two done. Issue three is being printed up right now. Um, it's basically going to involve pretty much every mythical character. You know, werewolves, vampires, zombies. Um, you know, monsters from Asian culture, African, Mexican culture. And uh, basically, I came up with a story where they all invade America. And it's her basically trying to get revenge on the person responsible for it all. So pretty so, great so far. <laughs> How many issues are we in? Uh, I have the third issue printing now. And then I have the first two completed. So, okay. Yeah, I actually brought them to you, man. So I'll give you a copy of them right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. With the, your your comic book, you were recently mm-hmm. both of you uh, at the YumaCon, the yes, Yuma mm-hmm. local con, mm-hmm. uh, both per, uh, for the group for your, the podcast mm-hmm. and for your comic book. What was it like being at the convention on that side of the table? It was weird because I never been to a convention other than just like as a fan right so it was kind of weird to be at the other side of the booth kind of just sitting there and like all right like i didn't know what to do if that made any sense like <laughs> basically sat there and just like waved at people and stuff luckily sir thomas is there so he actually had a great idea to try and interact with people where we kind of made this game where you came up you know you oh him and Kristen made an amazing uh like yeah. board that they yeah. would they would roll and see where they land and everything and uh we would uh, it would give them a, a chance to win free stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want something free no matter what. So they come up, they would roll, and then they would look at this beautiful board that Kristen and Sir Thomas made. Uh, and uh, we would basically like, hey, you can win something free, but you got to give us an interview. <laughs> you know, let us know what you're playing, what you're watching, what you're reading. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ended up uh, doing some great. We got some great interviews out of it. Yeah. Some really weird ones, uh, <laughs> but mostly great interviews. Uh, we also got a chance to do a. Some live challenges where we had crows and eat some super spicy ramen that was made in a Ziploc bag by mm-hmm. Sir Thomas uh, Improv. Uh, it was still crunchy and <laughs> terrible from what I hear. Yeah, yeah it looked uh, really gross. Yeah, <laughs> it looked quite terrifying. But man, it was it was such a great experience. I mean, I've never really been on that side of the the table either. And yeah. I mean, I've gone to a few conventions. I've gone with you a few times. And I mean, there, it was always something that's really blown my mind that. I, I just love the experience. I love being out there with, you know, our, my fellow nerds. So to be on that side of the table is really uh, special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I look forward to doing again. Uh, 
Yeah. And man, I, if I could tell you like how much people freaked out for these stickers, <laughs> we just got a bunch of like random Pokemon and Star Wars stickers and we put them all in a box and we'd, people would come up and we'd give them the option of you can pick this Bluetooth speaker or you can get these stickers. And they would pick the stickers every time. <laughs> yeah. It blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure, like, we'd just be like, oh, maybe one or two people get the stickers, but like, we had like pop figures and stuff and DVDs and like, we had my art and comics and like a whole bunch of other stuff you can pick. And like, 99% of the people chose stickers. And they kept so. coming back for stickers. Yeah. We had one kid the, interview like five times. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, can I do another interview? You yeah. wanted, wanted to collect them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was really weird. I mean, we made some good connections. We uh, met the guy who's handling the the El Centro Comic Con, so we're going to you know, be out there for that. And, like, you know, it was just strange because I realized what my weakness is as, like, a quote-unquote business owner. I'm horrible at marketing. I'm horrible <laughs> at selling my book. Like, I just wanted to talk to people. So we came up and we would just high-five and, you know, talk. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm selling this item or this item. And, like, I would just forget to sell them whatever we were doing there because we were more interested <laughs> just interacting with the people, which I thought was great. Like, I think, Ro- a, I think Romero from Red Moon was giving you more advertisement than you were. <laughs> he totally was. <laughs> My friend Romero owns Red Moon, and he had the booth right next to us. And, uh, yeah, he was giving us more, you know, promotion that we were giving ourselves. He's like, look at my friend's comic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, right, I have a comic. It's here. You can buy it. <laughs> it was just weird. And then um, I just thought, I wish that was there when I was a kid, if that made any sense. Because, like, I remember going up here in Yuma as a kid, and there was nothing like, if you were a geek or a nerd, you got beat up, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you weren't a gangster or a farmer, you were, yeah. you know, totally, like, looked down upon. And I remember I had to, like, keep my comic book collection a secret for a while because <laughs> I don't, you know, who to trust. And and then now just to go to something like that and just see kids that, you know, were my age that were just running around with their friends and all dressed as their favorite anime character. and just With like, swords bigger than they are. Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> it was so awesome to see. And, like... Like, I would see little kids. Like, my son came by. I was seeing it was great to see his dad, you know, at the thing. And he went by and just, you know, was able to just do kid stuff there, which I thought was great, man. Like, it was it was a beautiful thing. I was mm-hmm. really happy we did it. By the end of the day, I was super tired. But I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm Time gonna- well spent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it was it was fantastic. It was great seeing you guys there. Uh, the only thing that sucks is I couldn't really participate in anything because, you know, you have a booth. You've got to, you know, yeah. sit there. And so, like, I was like, all right, well, I can't go to Mitch's thing. And like, all right, well, I can't go to this thing. And <laughs> I wanted to hear do you remember I can't remember her name but she was the cosplay oh um, the green ivy chick the, yeah she was playing ivy and then she had her own part where she was like just speaking up there like she was oh you're talking talk. about Kara Nicole is that I didn't know I didn't catch her name she is she usually does um easy power girl okay uh, if you look her up on Twitter okay. or Instagram yeah. right 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 and I I was only able to catch parts of her speech because we were talking to other people and you know we're in the in the corner so mm-hmm. and just every once in a while just the wildest no, line. It wasn't Karen Nicole. This one was a weird one. Oh, oh. someone else. Yeah, this Possibly. this this chick was weird. Okay. So <laughs> I, like there was things like <laughs> I can't remember. I just caught one line that was just like, you know what your family's good for? Stabbing you in the back. And then like, that was like a literal line she threw up and like, we would have to stop and like, look at each other to see if we heard that. Yeah. And she started talking about like, if you are a woman, people are going to touch you. Yeah. Uh, And just like, well, I must have missed that part. Like, I don't know what was happening. That's why I know that it wasn't Karen Nicole. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, no, Karen Nicole doesn't say that stuff. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, when Karen Nicole was up there, she was, she was going on a a pretty long rant because I was doing a couple of interviews too. And they're they're in the background of a lot of the interviews (laughs) that I was doing. And she would, she'd be like, you know, uh, it's 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 a it's a weird job, you know. It's it's mm. going to be a lot of different people that are come up to you and stuff like that. And she just went. I mean, I, we've interviewed her, her before for right. the show, uh-huh. and uh, you know, she at the time she was running for public office, and and we we talked about that. But that's dope. Yeah, she she went on for like a good hour and a half up there. So I yeah. I don't think I remember uh, the lady that you're talking. This person about. was like early. She was like one of the first people that spoke. Oh, uh, okay. So I think Karen Nicole went on, and I think then the twins went on right after her, if yeah. I remember correctly. And then this other chick started talking about if you're not making at least six hundred dollars or something, you're not a professional or something like that. She went on about like how shouldn't much be a cosplayer to, to be considered yeah, wow. like a professional cosplayer, and it's like, man, I, I, I would have liked to just sit there and just listen to her whole thing because she was wild, and I'm into <laughs> that kind of thing. But I was like, man, I would just catch lines here and there. So I was like, I wonder if I'm taking this out of context or she's actually talking about what I think she's talking about. And then, but we saw everybody else at the other booths also look really puzzled. <laughs> so I don't think it was us. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a. We've had booths at Yumacon before, um, and mm-hmm. that's just the. I decided against it this year. I said mm-hmm. no. I want us to go out and like 
talking to people and right, uh, interacting right. with the different booths and stuff yeah. like that. It, it gave me the opportunity to go do interviews mm-hmm. at their booths and stuff like that instead of See, having them come to... doing that. I was like, man, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we have enough gentlemen where we can split it up. Too, yeah. So. yeah. 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 That, 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 that does help having a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I noticed in the conversation you call the other Thomas Sir Thomas. Is that a way you guys distinguish each other in the well, in the podcast? Kind He's of, yeah. Tom or T Dog. Okay, and then we got Sir Thomas who got the nickname from uh, my lady Alba because um, I, I would always reference to his girlfriend as Lady because I was like that's his lady. I was like ah, so Sir Thomas then. <laughs> and Fair enough. It, it just kind of yeah. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> So going forward, uh, you said you're going to go to the El Centro Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, you going to try for others? Um, yeah, we want to try to do Phoenix Con this year, uh, or uh, what's it, Fan Fusion? Now, Fan Fusion now, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That one uh, got invited to go to the Tucson one, so hopefully do that. I wasn't able to make it this year, so hopefully do that next year. Um, at least start off that, and then just hopefully build from there. Like I eventually just like to tour all the West Coast uh, cons or whatever, and you know do it from there and. Hopefully as much as we can, but having a day job and a family kind of uh, negates the free time that we mm-hmm. have. So <laughs> currently have two jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, it's any way to get it yeah, done, right? Got to do what you got to do. Got to pay for this itself. nerdy stuff somehow, right? That's right. So I mean, speaking of paying for it, and you don't have to get into it if you don't. But yeah. what what's it like self publishing a comic book? Um, it's a lot different than I thought it'd be. Like at first, I didn't have any idea like what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Just I heard a because I would always I started writing this comic like ten years ago. And just never did anything because I always made excuses. I was always like, oh, I don't have enough money or I don't have this or the perfect equipment to do this or that. And I only do like – but I've always been an artist. So like I used to make music back in the day. So I would put out albums and things like that. I'm a painter, so I would do that and things like that. And the way it always started is like I would just not know anything. So when I made my first album, I just didn't know how to record, didn't know anything. I just did it. Um, a long time ago when I was 18, I was in college and uh, I was a rapper at the time and you know I would uh, – go around to battles and things like that. And I met, uh, there was a, uh, went to the U of A and at the U of A, there was a shop there called 12 tribes, which is like a reggae shop. And it was ran by this old Rasta by the name of Papa Ranger. And I'll never forget, <laughs> like even the best advice of my life. So I went there and I would go there and, you know, Papa Ranger was Jamaican. So they always had this like 10 foot blunt that he would smoke and stuff like that. <laughs> and, and everybody would go there cause he would just have music playing and like local rappers would go there and just like hang out and like perform or, you know, people would just go out there and vibe. And so I went there and stuff, and I was, you know, in college at the time, and I wasn't really digging it, and I didn't like what I was doing. I just basically went to leave home, you know. And so I was kind of bummed. I went there one day, and he was smoking me out, and I was sitting there talking to him. He's like, he's like, but you know, I'm gonna do a really horrible Jamaican accent, so I apologize for the accent that makes me hear this sign. This is not meant to be racist, or this is the best, you know, just the best impression I can do. And so you're like, what wrong, fat boy? And so I would sit there and I would talk to him, like, you know, man, I don't, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like school. I'm like this or that. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, like, you know, I want to be an artist, man. I want to do music. You know, I paint and stuff. I want to just do that. And he's just like, then quit being a bitch and be an artist. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, I should quit being a bitch and just start doing what I want to do. So that's kind of how I, you know, approach everything that I do. Like, I, you know, we live in a place called Yuma. I mean, it's, it's a lot better than it used to be. But back in the day, there was no resources for anything. No. So if you wanted to learn how to do something, this is before the internet, you just did it. And hopefully it worked out. <laughs> and so it's kind of like, I started writing this, you know, idea a long time ago and I made like some progress with it, just writing and thinking of ideas about this comic book and stuff. And finally, you know, it just came to me like, all right, I have thousands and thousands of pages written on this thing. I have all the characters fleshed out. At this point, I'm just making excuses why I'm not doing it. I'm either, you know, I talk a big game that I'm, you know, I'm an artist, I do this and that, but I'm not actually doing anything. Like, I have this idea that's just sitting there. So either I'm going to do it and just do it and quit being a bitch about it, or I'm just going to, you know, walk away and just not do it at all. So I chose to quit being a bitch. And uh, just figure it out as I went along. <laughs> so then I just made the first issue. I drew it all analog and stuff, all by hand, and you know, which is great. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well, now what? How do I make this into a comic? So I researched online. I you know got in contact with other creators that I could find that were willing to talk to me. And I was just like, hey, man, I had this idea. It's done. What do I do? And just kind of like watched other people's videos, saw how they did it, and then just kind of learned the process from there. And then realize that I have to do it digitally if I want any chance of like hopefully putting out more product. So then, uh, you know, basically made the second uh, issue on my uh, iPad. So I just learned how to do that, learned the programs I needed, and then found a publisher that I could afford and <laughs> just did it that way, man. So it's a slow process just because, you know, it takes time to do that. And then, you know, obviously, like I said before, I have a day job and a kid. So a lot of my time's you know, spent there. So my free time is when I get to do this. So, you know, 
as much time as it takes. Like I had three episodes done or three issues done, so I'm just going to keep plugging along until I can't do it anymore. Or we do it while we're at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope no one's from work listening now. Yeah. If you're from work, I'm doing it at work. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. No. <laughs> I got but, a comic book. Got a comic book now. I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, it's anything like it's more along the lines like I know how to make the art. It's just more along the lines of what do I do with it now? Like now that it's made. Like, I'm realizing that my weakness is my promotion. So, like, even that, like I mentioned at the, com- at the convention, you know, I had this comic, I had a booth and stuff to sell, and I was just more interested in talking to people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, making connections, like, hey, you know, listen to my podcast. And I was like, oh, wait, I also had this product that I got this booth <laughs> to sell, and I totally forget to do it. So then, you know, it's more along the lines of now that it's made, how do I get it to people? And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out now. It's like, okay, I, I get a website, obviously do that, but then at the same time, like, do I want to do it digital? Am I, you know, going to pay the price it's going to take to print out thousands of copies of this so that way people can get it all over the world or where do I go now? So now that I've, uh, you know, figured out how to make it, now the next part is how do I distribute it? You know, where do I go from here? I mean, I just wanted to say, you know, uh, I've been doing interviews with a lot of comic book creators at mm-hmm. different cons for quite a while now. Yeah. You're not the only one. Right. A lot of them <laughs> don't know how to how to market themselves or yeah. to... to, to show off themselves in, yeah. the, in their book so when i interview them I, yeah. I i get them to t- talk as much about the book as you mm-hmm. want you know as you can and yeah. sell it you know kind of thing so right right and that's the thing as artists man i think that we're great at creating and we're horrible at everything after that <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the thing like trying to like, get good at the other part that i'm really bad at you know what i'm saying and try to figure out you know how do you promote how do you do this or that i mean i'm great at you know Doing the the hard part is creating, but then like I'm like, well, no, no, the really hard part is, you know, how do you create it? What do you do with it from there? You know, right? And then like, <laughs> there's that whole artist thing that you know, oh, is it good enough? Is it not good enough? You know, oh, the, I, all the self doubt. Am I a sham? You know, yeah. am I am I a you know a fraud? You know, what I'm saying like, oh, my art is as good as this guy's art, or my story would not be as compelling as this guy's, or you know, so all that goes into it. But at the same time, like, I just needed to quit being a bitch about it. And just, <laughs> just to do it. You know, a lot of the times whenever people are looking for any sort of like art piece or custom art, I've been referring them over to mm-hmm. Tom and uh, like he makes some great custom, uh, you know, paintings that you would like for, to give to a significant other. Or uh, I know Sir Thomas and his lady actually last Christmas, I think it was, <laughs> right. uh, they both, they both booked him without telling each other and they both had pieces made for each other through Tom and neither one of them knew that the other one had done it. It was, it was actually pretty great. <laughs> and I was the middleman who delivered the paintings to both of them. <laughs> uh, but it, it was pretty great. And, uh, I mean, both of them came out great, too, on top of that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I know I've used them plenty of times, too. Mm-hmm. So, wrapping up, mm-hmm. what is uh, the one useless superpower that you would have if you had it? But it has to be useless. It has to be useless. Okay. I've actually thought about this. Okay. <laughs> Good. Give me time. I want to be able to taste a food and know all the ingredients in it but not be able to make that food <laughs> completely useless I yeah like completely it. useless like i want to just be able to, like oh this is you know four cup sugar and you know eggs and saffron and whatever is in that meal but then i won't i don't want to be able to cook <laughs> i have no idea how to put all these things together yeah, yeah. here's a list of everything that's in this meal good luck yeah. <laughs> all right he, he bought you like half a minute <laughs> i mean all I can think about is how soft my pants are right now. Mm. So They're I'm thinking really soft. I can confirm that. <laughs> I would like I would like to be able to identify uh, how soft pants are by just looking at them. By just mm. don't have to touch them. Don't, don't want to, to be creepy. Mm. Don't want to be creepy. Yeah. Just by just a quick science. glance. I was like, that is a level seven softness. You could be like from a scale of crushed velvet to corduroy. Mm-hmm. This is where the, your right. pants fall. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I also like the ability to like instantly be able to conjure any cleaning utensil I need. <laughs> but so see, that's then it's that's, th- useful. that's useful. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to think of the most useless thing that came to mind. Yeah. But every time I came up with something useless, I was like, I could probably make money with that. I could do something with that. Yeah. But I, I knowing mean, knowing the softness of someone else's pants can't really make any money off of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could try, but I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sure there's a YouTube channel you could make that. In, for, eventually know, would monetize everywhere exactly. yeah I mean, everybody watches something weird you know? everybody's got a kink right right <laughs> uh going forward mm-hmm. what's the immediate future of the podcast right now we just want to get out to more cons we want to get more listeners uh get more interaction uh do a lot more interviews with people um just have a good time our main thing this whole time has just been to talk with our friends have a good time and I feel like we've done that quite successfully so far. Mm-hmm. 
I'd like to get more features. So I like it when other people like. We'd love to get you on there, Mitch, if you want to one day, or uh, you know, we had Liz on there. Um, I would like to get other perspectives because I think that we're great, the six of us. Um, I would just like you know, for him, like, hey, if one day I can do it. Let's have somebody take my place and get a new perspective on whatever the category. Like is. when we decide to kill Tom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I'll be murdered. We all know this. I mean, it sounds like that wouldn't be a great idea. You got a comic book. Out. <laughs> <laughs> See, but then like I'd be a dead artist, and people would want to buy a dead artist. Oh, more there you than go. Living artist. So, so the, the maybe I figured it out. <laughs> what you need to do is yeah. fake your death. Then. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then start publishing under a pen name. Now your your twin brother Bomas. Right, <laughs> Bomas Pernandez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally. I would. I would love to come on the show sometime. Right, uh, right. Obviously, I love to talk and hear my own voice. Uh-huh. I do so many other podcasts. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm all for it. Tell us, tell my listeners where it is that they can find your podcast and you on the internet. So uh, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Um, what, what else are we on? Uh, Spotify, iTunes. I think we're on the Anchor app. Uh, we're also on Google. Um, Google Podcasts. Google, yeah. Google Podcasts. Play me- uh, podcast. Yeah. The podcast is known as Gents of the Roundtable. You can also find the links on Facebook if you follow our page at the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. We have a lot of great content on there, some great memes. Um, Sometimes we share some with Geek Elite as well. So we got some. We like. We love to share with our fellow nerds here locally. Um, And we're on Instagram. We are Ordinary underscore League. And we are on Twitter. I don't remember our handle, but I mean, I'm sure ordinary it's something around. Something gents of the roundtable. What about you personally? Are right, on any social media you would like to give out? Uh, Facebook. I'm Jesse Alvarado. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, I forgot my name, but I'm sure you can find me under Jesse Alvarado. <laughs> <laughs> and then I am also on the Twitters. Uh, it's Jesse, Jesse Alvarado. Name. Yeah, Jesse Alvarado. <laughs> uh, can't miss me. <laughs> so I'm on Facebook uh, under Thomas Fernandez, T H O M A S F E R N A N D E Z. I'm on Instagram as BDS the Fresh. So Bees and Boy, Dees and Dog, Essence and Sam, the Fresh, all combined. Um, I'm on Twitter. But I've never tweeted, so I don't know what my handle is. <laughs> I think it's like the first, like, you know, the when you get where you originally sign up for it. So it's like Tom 487958, you know, something like that. I'm so don't sure. follow me on Twitter. I, it's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Instagram is where they, people can see your art? Instagram is where you can see the art. It's mainly what I use it for. Uh, my Facebook feed is basically just this. Put a picture of my kids, so if you want to see mm-hmm. what my son looks like, uh, go there. Uh, but Instagram, probably, where do you want to go? What do you want to see in my work? We do give away his art sometimes on the page as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want a chance to win some of Tom's art, uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen's uh, where you can find it. Currently building the website, so that way you can link off to or you know get copies of my comics. So I've not finished yet. As soon as it's done, I'll be able to put it out there, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess just wait for me. If you love me, you'll wait. Yeah. If you love me, if you love me, <laughs> uh, if you'd like to reach me, I am on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.